You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, happy Sunday, Discovery. Welcome to Church at Home. Again, if this is your first time visiting us virtually, welcome. My name's John. I am. I get this amazing privilege to lead this community that we call Discovery. And so, hey, before we jump in, to the message. A couple things that I just want to bring to your attention. The first first thing is if you um, are graduating, uh, if you graduated this, this past week, I just want to say congratulations. Like we want to honor you today. The fact that you are graduating um, is a huge milestone in your life. Listen, we're proud of you. I know that we're rooting for you. Um, and, and I believe that the best is yet to come in your life. So, so believe that God is still wanting to do something in you as you, as you journey into the next season of your life. So congratulations once again. Now, here, here's my question to you. Have you ever ordered something from Amazon? Now, of course, I know the answer, right? Like you're a person, you live in on, on planet earth like of course you've ordered something from amazon uh, like i i love amazon amazon has made me i uh, just I, I love to to shop and and to, to order stuff and it's like christmas every day right like they they're bringing dropping gifts off on, on your on your porch and I love my kids like oh daddy is it for me I'm like no of course not it's for me right um, and, and so anyways what I love about Amazon one thing in particular is I love the star rating system you know like how people can rate a product and 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 so typically I I, I always follow um, what reviewers say like if there's if there's a low amount of stars I'm like nah if if the stars are, are good I'm like okay I can trust this product. Now, let me ask you something. Have you ever ordered something from Amazon where the rating wasn't the best, but you still went ahead and ordered it? Yeah, show of hands. Okay, I have, right? I ordered a, a camera one time. I needed a camera um, and it was, I didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. And so I found this one camera and the reviews were horrible like the rating was dead like they're like don't buy this it's the worst thing ever it's a waste of money hey why don't you like comments were like hey if, if you just want to waste money just throw cash in the toilet right i'm like oh my gosh this is intense but i did what i never do i i went and i purchased this camera despite what people were saying about the brand about the camera i ordered it i received it i got it i opened it up and I begin to test it out. And let me tell you, the reviews were wrong. Like what people were saying about the camera not working or, or the clarity being horrible and, and every other review that, 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 that was negative, right? Like I, I was waiting for it to happen with the camera that I purchased only to discover they were wrong. In fact, in fact, when I began to use the camera, I was blown away by the quality. I was like, man, this camera is phenomenal. And I paid a quarter of what I would have paid to buy a name brand camera. And it's amazing to me how the actual product didn't align with what people were saying. Like the, the, the product didn't align with what I was hearing. 
And, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how, how those things didn't line up. And, and I begin to think like, this is kind of the deal. This is kind of what happens in, in regards to the topic that we're gonna be looking at today. See, uh, for those of you that didn't know, uh, today is Pentecost Sunday. Yeah, did you know that? It's Pentecost Sunday today. And I was thinking about that word Pentecost. And, and just like the, this camera that I bought, uh, just like how there were views that came in regards to the camera, and when I, got the, when I got the camera, like the reviews didn't align with what I was told. I think the same is true when it comes to the word Pentecost. Now, this word Pentecost, uh, we, we also get hear this word Pentecostal, right? Have you guys ever heard of the word Pentecostal? Now, 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 uh, for, for, for a lot of us, there, this word Pentecostal, there, there's a cultural definition, and, and then there's also a biblical one, a biblical definition. And for a lot of us, we, we, we think of this word Pentecost or Pentecostal, and, and our mind goes to the cultural definition of what we have seen or heard about this word. Right, so, so for some of us, when, when we hear the word Pentecostal, like we think of, uh, I don't know, we think of, of strict rules, we think of um, shaking, uh, we think of, um, I don't know, snakes, like I don't know, like what, whatever you think of, whatever connotation or framework that you have, have thought of when, when, when you think of the word Pentecostal, there's a cultural definition that has defined it as as like this something that like you you like the if you're if you're super extra this is what you want to be part of right that's why when you told your family or your friends and you're like hey i go to church they're like is it a pentecostal church right because like they've heard things of about the word pentecostal pentecost and so, and so for a lot of us, because we, we've uh, believed the reviews and, and, and we believe the cultural definition of this word Pentecost, we've kind of pushed it aside and we're like, yo, that's, that's not for me. But can I challenge you this morning and, and, and say that if we can begin to see Pentecost, not through the cultural definition, the cultural lens, but through scripture, I want to propose to you this morning that Pentecost, Pentecostal, or excuse me, Pentecost, that it's actually not weird. The word is not weird. And in fact, is beneficial to your and my walk with Jesus. And so what I want us to do today is I want us to look at the word Pentecost. I, I want us to define what that word really means, where it comes from. And then I want us to uncover why, uh, why it's a big deal, a big moment for you and for me. So the word Pentecost comes from the Greek word, uh, the, the, the two Greek words, the first one's pente, which means five, and then the suffix 
costa, uh, which means times 10. Okay. So the definition, the biblical definition of the word Pentecost, the, the Greek word Pentecosta is this. Okay. Get ready. Cause it's going to freak you out. You're going to be scared and you're going to be like, that's why everyone told me to stay away from Pentecostal churches is because this weird, this weird word, right? Okay. So here's what it means. Penta meaning five coste meaning the suffix meaning times 10 here. Here's what Pentecost means. 50. Yeah. Woo. Did that freak you out? It had to freak you out, right? Like the word Pentecost means 50. And here's why this word 50 has been applied to, to the, the Jewish heritage. 50 days after God delivered Israel from Egypt, he gave Moses the law, the commandments on Mount Sinai. And so the, this idea, they're celebrating 50 days from, from their exodus to when God gave them their commandment. And so every year, uh, Israel, they would, they, they would travel to Jerusalem to celebrate, to commemorate this day of Pentecost. They would call it the festival of Pentecost. And it was during this moment, uh, during this festival of Pentecost, where Jesus's prophecy in regards to the Holy Spirit came to pass. Now, let, let's pause because I, I want us to see what Jesus actually says in regards to the Holy Spirit. And so in order for us to see that, we're going to look in the Gospel of John chapter 14. And we're going to go ahead and read. Here we go. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Okay, so the reason that I wanted to read this specific um passage of scripture is is because you, you got to understand what's happening Jesus he's letting his his friends his his disciples know that hey I'm about to leave but don't worry because I'm gonna send someone that's even better than me he's like I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit but then he says something that I think that 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 we cannot miss because it's so crucial and vital to our Christian walk Jesus says, he, he, he says that, that, um, that he has lived with him, but later he is going to live in us. And so I want us to understand the ramifications of the words and what Jesus is stating right now. He's saying that, hey, I have lived with you, but I'm, when I leave, I'm sending someone who's not just going to have a relationship with you, a friendship with you, but I'm going to send someone who will actually dwell inside of you. See, this is what's important to understand. Salvation, this idea when we surrender our life to Jesus, when we say, Jesus I, I want to have a relationship with you. 
I believe you died and rose again. Like we are developing a relationship with Jesus. And so we now have this relationship where we are living with him hand to hand. Like he's walking with us. But the beauty is, is that it doesn't stop there. That our, our, uh, our Christian walk doesn't just end with our relationship with Jesus. But in fact, the next step that God has, has designed for us is that now if we have a relationship with Jesus. The Holy Spirit now wants to dwell in us. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at why that is so important to our Christian walk. But before we do, we're going to look at Acts chapter 2. And this is where, where uh, the festival of, uh, of Pentecost or the day of Pentecost really is applicable to those who are non-Jewish uh, heritage. And so we're going to read in Acts chapter 2 what happens in this moment. Check it out. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Isn't that amazing? Like here they are, the festival of Pentecost. They're meeting together and all of a sudden, the very thing that Jesus ha had told them about came to pass. Now, I, I don't want you to get caught up. What I don't want you to get caught up with is, is the whole tongues thing, right? Like, do, please don't get caught up. I, I think that tongues is vital. Um, I think that it's, a, it's an important part of our, of our walk, but I don't want you to get caught up with that. What I want you to really see and what I really want you to understand is this, that in this moment, in this room, when, when they were meeting, the Holy Spirit fell on them, filled them, filled them up. And here's, what's, here's what, what, what happened, is that all of a sudden, something supernatural took place in the natural. See, what I want you to understand, what I want you to gather, and what I want you to, 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 to rally around is this idea that the Holy Spirit, indwelling of the Holy Spirit, what it does for you and for me is, is it takes our natural ability and makes it supernatural. And so other words, that we, we don't just want a relationship with Jesus. We don't want to just live with Jesus as in a relationship, but we want the Holy Spirit to, to, to dwell inside of us so that we can walk around with the supernatural power and strength that God has intended for you and for me and all of his believers. Guys, this is huge. In fact, there's one more story before we end that I want to share with you. 
And this really dwells, uh, this really uh, uh, dives into why, why I, I, I want us, I want you to get to the place where you don't just have a relationship with Jesus, but you're saying, Holy Spirit, I want you to fill me up. And we're gonna find this story in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 20. Let's check it out. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. The disciples, they ran inside. They locked themselves inside because of what was on the other side of that door. We find ourselves now in this moment where, where we've become so fearful and we've locked ourselves inside because of what is on the other side of the door. Now, don't get me wrong, I get it. I understand safety. I think that's important. I think it's important um, to, to, to stay safe, but, but I want you to understand what, what's taking place is that that fear has, has caused these disciples to lock the door and to wait inside. But here's what I love about Jesus. Like if the, if the lock represented, if the locked door represented uh, the, the disciples' fear, notice what Jesus does. Jesus steps through the locked door. He stepped through the proverbial fear. Listen, I want you to know this morning that Jesus wants to step through the very thing that you're afraid of because he needs to get to you. There's something that, that he, he has called you to do that, that, that he is willing to step through your fear in order to get to you, in order to show you, hey, I am not bound by the things that you are fearful of, but I'll step through them. Come on, somebody. And Jesus, he stepped through the door. And then notice what he does next. Jesus said, peace be with you. So all of a sudden, Jesus, he steps through the door. He steps through their fear and he speaks peace over them. He's like, peace be with you. Listen, in the midst of your fear, I want you to be reminded that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. The more that you can draw closer to Jesus, Jesus in his peace will eradicate your fear. Like imagine if, if what Jesus did, if, if, he, if he just stepped through the fear, he was like, hey, don't be afraid, peace. And then he just like walked away. Like what are those sound effects? Um, and he just left. Like imagine if that is what he did. I mean, for some of us, I suppose like, that's good enough, right? Like, we're, we're good. But here's what I want you to understand is that for everything God is delivering you from, it's for a purpose. Everything that God is freeing you from, every bondage that he's freeing you from, it's for a reason. 
And majority of the time, it's not just for your own benefit. And so Jesus, what he doesn't do, he doesn't just step through the fear. He doesn't just speak peace to their situation. But what he does next is astonishing. What he does next, in fact, is a representation of what uh, what Jesus, or excuse me, what God has designed for you and for me. What he does next is phenomenal. Steps to their fear, speaks to their fear. And then scripture says that he breathes on them. He's like, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. In this moment, in the natural, something supernatural. In this moment, the disciples that had a relationship with Jesus, they took it to another level because Jesus said, I breathe, receive the Holy Spirit. So the indwelling, the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit of what Jesus did in that moment was not just for them to help them with their fear, but it was, it, was, it was given to them because whatever Jesus had called them to do could not be sustained, could not be uh, done while they were locked behind the door. Jesus breathed on them, said, receive the Holy Spirit because I have called you to do something and it's on the other side of that door. Listen, this morning, I need you to understand that Jesus wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit because yes, he wants to eradicate the fear and those things that are holding you back, but he also wants you to, to be full of the Holy Spirit because he wants you to reach the people on the other side of the door. And as long as we are locked up, as long as we continue to stand behind the door in fear, will never be able to be sent out to accomplish all that God has for you and for me. See, today, Pentecost Sunday, is a big deal. Pentecost Sunday doesn't mean what culturally has been defined as Pentecost or Pentecostal. But in fact, we celebrate the day of Pentecost because it commemorates the day that the Holy Spirit became available to you and to me so that we can reach people the love of Jesus. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.